Good morning, brothers and sisters. Today is the seventh Sunday in Ordinary Time, and this is the Word in the World. Welcome to the show, sisters and brothers. My name is Paula's father, Stephen Bell. I am the Associate Director of the St. Thomas More Newman Center. Here on The Word and the World, we aspire to give you insights and inspiration on the Sunday readings from both a theological and a practical point of view. I am pleased to be joined in the studio today by Sister Pat Duell of the Dominican Sisters of Peace. Hi, Sister Pat. Hi. How, How are you are doing? You, Steve? I'm doing well. Excellent. Yeah. Well, tell the tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Oh. Well, as uh, as you said, I'm a Dominican Sister of Peace. Um, I came to Columbus, Ohio in 2005. I'm originally from Norfolk, Virginia. And I came to... Tide be- water. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and I really came to uh, become a member of the congregation. And I call myself sort of a... It's not a, a second career, but I, I certainly did enter a little later in life. Um, I am a vocation minister with the Dominican Sisters of Peace, and so I work with uh, young women who are maybe feeling that they're called to religious life or maybe just trying to determine what God is calling them Amen. to. Amen. And at the end of the show, I'm going to ask you to give information on how young women who might want to uh, look up ways of being, of discerning and maybe even becoming a Dominican sister of peace, mm-hmm. how they might be able to get in touch with you. Sure. Okay. Sure. Well, as I said earlier, we take a look at these Sunday readings and uh, my guest always chooses the reading. Sister Pat actually chose the gospel and our gospel is going to be proclaimed by another sister. Her okay. name is Roberta Miller. And here is Roberta. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, offer no resistance to one who is evil. When someone strikes you on your right cheek, turn the other one as well. If anyone wants to go to law with you over your tunic, hand over your cloak as well. Should anyone press you into service for one mile, Go for two miles. Give to the one who asks of you, and do not turn your back on one who wants to borrow. You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your heavenly Father, who makes the sun rise on the bad and the good and causes rain to fall on the just and the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what recompense will you have? Do not the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your family only, what is unusual about that? Do not the pagans do the same? So be perfect, just as your heavenly Father is perfect. The Gospel of the Lord. So, Sister Pat, this is Jesus continuing his Sermon on the Mount, which is one of my favorite readings. Mm-hmm. And at this point, he's he's really kind of talking about what it means to be in right relationship with others and not just the ones that we like, apparently, 
but those who, who, who we might have a couple problems with. <laughs> and I love the way that he is framing this with his uh, own notion of reconciliation and taking risks to bring together what has been broken. No longer is just a superficial reading of the mosaic loss uh you know, that doesn't suffice any longer. Mm -hmm. Now it is about understanding what discipleship is requiring of us. And it's not optional. It doesn't sound like. Mm -hmm. And, and it, you know, as Jesus is always want to do, it it does bring about the kingdom in a more fulfilling way, more fulfilling Mm -hmm. fashion. Why did you choose this gospel reading? The line that stood out for me was, He said, I say to you to love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you that you may become children of God. So he is tying in that becoming like God, Mm. reflecting God to how we love or how we respect or how we show mercy Mm -hmm. to that person that is not like us, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that is different. Mm-hmm. Um, our relationship with God is tied into how we relate to our neighbor. And that a neighbor can be, certainly your neighbor is your family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's also tied into those enemies. An mm-hmm. enemy can be, who is that who is different from me? Who is that that I have an issue with? Mm-hmm. Who are those people? Mm-hmm. So in order to reflect God, you also have to show love to those people you have differences with. Yeah, yeah. And so um, I also chose it because, you know, it, it, it kind of plays into or really brings a perspective into where we are as a, as a, in a global world mm-hmm. and also nationally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of very present in my thoughts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, and there's so much division Amen. right now. Amen. Um, so how do we treat? How do we love? How are we, um, how do we connect mm-hmm. with those people who are different? Mm-hmm. Amen. I think that this is very timely for, for where we are in the world today. And I think it's also very challenging and incredibly countercultural. Because we are oftentimes formed by, um, I don't want to categorize everything that's not religious as being bad, but Mm -hmm. just to say that there are a whole lot of of secular, if you will, influences that are basically saying if they're not like you, then they can be, Mm -hmm. they can be treated, mistreated, Mm -hmm. or anybody that does anything bad to you, you know, you do something bad to them. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny because I was thinking about when I was younger, you know, the old adage, if somebody hits you, you hit them back. Yes, <laughs> and so, I was told that. As exactly, yes. exactly right. And and what does that actually perpetuate? You know, and, and I know that there are there are incredible 
contentions against certain things like, well, how does security play into this? How does one's notion of their own um, of their of their defense of their of their personhood or their or their esteem mm-hmm. uh, actually play in the midst of this? Mm-hmm. And and what what Jesus is challenging us to do is to is to say that. You know, this kind of love, this kind of merciful love is not diametrically op- opposed to those sorts of things. Uh, I, You know, the piece that he talks about after the eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth has oftentimes been misunderstood, yes. greatly misunderstood. It really is a call for true reconciliation, and it is about setting the table so that that reconciliation can happen. Mm-hmm. It is not about being a doormat where people either hit you or press you into service because you are less than, you know, it's not you saying or being overly permissive about things, but it's about, you have to look at this from a very cultural perspective. Mm -hmm. It is about setting the table so that some true reconciliation, some true harmony and real peace can actually come from this, this, this uh, contentious relationship. And, um, and I, you know, I, I think that with all of the people that are, in angst over the divisiveness and the vitriol that we have going on as um, I, w- I won't say norms, but very mm-hmm. active in our in our country, uh, there's also a desire to try to change it. Right. But I think that people need to know how. Right. I think they're looking for lessons here. Yes. And I, I, what Jesus is saying, and it also I think, is that um, the his disciples, those who follow him. Those who love God uh, are called to be to actually act beyond the law. To mm-hmm, be, you know, mm-hmm. not to, you know, you have the law, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but you are called to go beyond the, mm-hmm, the law. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you don't address evil with evil. Right. You don't address insult with insult. Right. You know, killing with kindness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was something I heard <laughs> growing right. up. You know, that's right. If you want to really hurt your enemy, right. kill him with kindness. Right. <laughs> No, I was just going to say that in one of the uh, one of the lines in, in the scripture talks about, you know, God makes the sun shine on the good and the bad mm-hmm. and rain on the just and the unjust. And I can remember um, growing up hearing maybe someone saying something about someone and you could tell they maybe really might not have liked that person, but they'd follow it up with uh but you know, God, God lets the rain, rain mm-hmm. on them too, mm-hmm. and the sunshine mm-hmm. on them also. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, um, and to be, you know, this this last line about being perfect. Yeah. Um, we know that only God is perfect, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. we are all called to be and to rep more like God. Mm-hmm. And how are we more like God? In the way that we show mercy. Amen. Amen. In the way that we interact with each yeah. other. Yeah, you were talking about the 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 law and going beyond the law, mm-hmm. which I can certainly appreciate. One of the things that Jesus does in his Sermon of the Mount is to take away the punitive and litigious mm-hmm. look at that law and to try to get it back to what it was originally intended. But, you know, to understand that there are 
there are consequences when we do bad things to people Mm -hmm. and consequences that we ourselves need to own up to. But those consequences do not alienate us. It doesn't marginalize or reject us from the the society, Mm -hmm. but it actually brings us back in. That's the Mm -hmm. whole notion of reconciliation. Mm -hmm. Well, that seemed to have been lost. Mm -hmm. And so this whole notion of of what I call or what we call tribal aggrandizement started Mm -hmm. happening, meaning that as long as you were safe within the tribe and did everything by the rules of the tribe, you were in there and we loved you. If you were outside of the tribe, we hated you and we wanted you dead. Mm. I mean, it got that extreme. And so here we are, Jesus is, is kind of coming back to that whole Mosaic law and him being the fulfillment of the law has perfect right to be able to do this. <laughs> how, can I, how can I actually re, recapture the the beauty of God's intention about love and the restoration of Eden, if you will, Mm -hmm. by these words that the people have ingrained within them. Well, first of all, you take away the litigious piece. You take away the punishment. And you you look at these more as as ways by which uh, relationships that have gone wrong can be made right again. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and and that perfection piece, my goodness, that's an epidemic. (laughs) Yes, it is. Perfectionism is an epidemic. Yes, but and the fact that we can never attain it. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> it right. keeps us constantly frustrated. But something exactly it does, and 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 I think it haunts a whole lot of people yeah. too. I mean, I, I will be honest; it it haunted me at one point mm-hmm. in my life, in my career, when particularly when I was doing well and uh, doing well successfully according to my career standards, and. When when I had a bit of a drop off because I got interested in other things, mm-hmm. church actually, <laughs> which I didn't take as a sign, but I took as a burden. <laughs> I loved it so much. I was uh, I was spending more time at church than I was at my desk, and so some of my work was failing. Mm-hmm. Little did I know that that was God actually calling me. Instead, my perfectionism was the voice in my ear and saying, mm-hmm. "But you need to do this. This is not your standard. You can do better than this." And mm-hmm. and so what what created what was created was this very inappropriate image of what I thought I should be as opposed to God actually telling me mm-hmm. who I truly am. Mm-hmm. And I was opting for perfectionism's bad image of myself mm-hmm. than God's real image of myself. And I think this is the thing about per- about what Jesus says about being perfect. Be perfectly you. Be perfectly you and and know that as you are perfectly you, God works through you and uses the you to bring this great um, uh, boon of grace and ministry mm-hmm. upon the earth. Yeah, yeah it's, it's folks not being themselves. I used to, I have a saying that I learned from uh, one of my mentors, be who you is <laughs> and not who you ain't. <laughs> Because if you ain't who you is, then you is who you ain't, and that ain't good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You know, uh, along with that idea of perfection, I think another idea uh, in this scripture that uh, may cause people a little angst is that idea of love. And I think mm-hmm. someone said this earlier. You know, we have so co-opted that that notion of love, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and have given it so many different re- meanings. Yes. Um, and I remember a spiritual director told me one time, you know, if you can think of, of love, if you can't 
say you love that person? Can you respect them? Yes. Can you pray for them and for the their well-being? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. how we, and we can do that. With God's grace, we can do that. Amen. Sometimes it takes a little bit more. And actually, that was one reason that I chose this, mm-hmm. this uh, reading, because I realized I was at a point mm-hmm. um, where I really had to rethink how I was reacting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and internalizing uh, some of the angst that's mm-hmm. going on in our society. Yeah. You know, and when I realized that, okay, I can't let that be God's message be co-opted in me by anything (laughs) or anyone. Right, right. You know. Yeah, I I think we run the risk if we don't act out of love, then our mad becomes our bad. Yes, exactly. And that's that's the uh, that's the sin that uh, that that Christ is actually addressing in in this enfleshment. And and I love 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 what you say about how you understand love, we're using that word a lot, amen, I think it needs to be used even more, but how we are to really step out in that Mm -hmm. and not let it be co-opted by a narrow understanding of it. Mm -hmm. But truthfully, it is the way by which we see other people and how this is going to affect how we look at our enemies Mm -hmm. and those who persecute us is the change that... um, that is needed to yeah. to create that reconciliation, mm-hmm. you know? And it doesn't mean that everything is going to be hunky-dory. It doesn't mean that, oh, goodness, now we can sit and have a picnic together. Yeah. But it does bring back what you say, mm-hmm. respect, mm-hmm. you know, which I think is one of the big um, crises, if you will, of our society mm-hmm. is that we have now given greater credibility to disrespect than we have to respect, yes, which is amen. unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Amen. Well, we it sounds like we can talk all day. I mean, this is one of the things about having a long gospel read. <laughs> 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 and Jesus said it. It just really allows us to speak for days on this. <laughs> but we have to move on. And I think this is a wonderful segue to do that into the challenge for the week. Okay, so, Sister Pat, we have a challenge. We offer a challenge to our listeners, Mm -hmm. a challenge that everyone can do in a week's time, Mm -hmm. a challenge that reflects Christian values, Mm -hmm. and something that can be derived from our scripture that we are discussing. It sounds like a few of them make themselves very apparent. (laughs) But I'm going to offer you. You know, when I thought about that, and I was thinking in terms of, of of course, of myself, Uh, and the challenge would be to seek out someone of a different um, perspective mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and to take and to have seek out a conversation actually mm-hmm. and to suspend judgment mm-hmm. and to to really listen to that person mm-hmm. it's not that we may come that we would i want to say we would come away seeing each other's perspective. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But we can come away, I think, with an understanding of where this person is coming from. I may, I still will not necessarily agree with them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But you can't communicate and you can't have a relationship and you can't, I won't say you can't seek the best interests of a person without knowing them, but it really helps you. Surely. 
to sure. to be able to interact yeah. with s- someone who is not like you who or either who does not think like you yeah or that you may have been indifferent about yeah. because that's another uh um enemy mhm is indifference yeah absolutely you know absolutely uh-huh. okay to seek out that conversation yeah. with someone who's not like you or doesn't think like you well i'm going to join that and say that one of the one of the things i think we can do that we don't know that we should do often is we need to reteach the basics. Mm. How do we actually have a conversation with the other? Mm-hmm. What are the best practices? Mm-hmm. What is what is needed just, you know, foundationally to be able to have another conversation? You know, I, I'm not one of those people. I mean, if you look at my office, you can <laughs> tell that social media and technology um, it's my friend, perhaps an addiction to some, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. definitely a friend. I drank mm-hmm. the Kool-Aid, as it were. <laughs> <laughs> but I also understand that living life through a screen necessarily dehumanizes because it takes away the opportunity mm-hmm. for empathy to actually happen. And so sometimes because we have become so used to the screen generation or the screen reality, if you will, uh, we need to relearn how to be with one another. And so kind of taking off of your your suggestion, I would wonder if people could take a, a take note of a practice that they themselves need to do in order to facilitate that conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, do I need to spend more time in silence? Do I need to look for something that I actually appreciate in the other person? Mm -hmm. Do I need to be able to even out the scales of my anger uh, or or resentment of somebody Mm -hmm. with something that is more complimentary, something that is more in common with myself, Mm -hmm. um, so that there can be a accumulation of best practices? Mm -hmm. And then once you know what that is, share it. Mm-hmm. Share it with somebody else and say, you know, this this helps me to have those conversations. This helps me to love my enemies, you know. Mm-hmm. I will also say that throwing in a prayer as often as you can, and we'll mm-hmm. certainly get to this a little later, but pray for your enemies and, and pray for them regularly because that is one of the things that begins to temper the soul mm-hmm. to stop being so reactionary to an occasion or an interaction with that person that you would consider, mm-hmm. you know, an enemy. So, uh, so there we have it. The, the challenge, <laughs> the challenge is uh, to actually have those conversations and to take note what it is that you need, what what practice that you need to do in order to facilitate that conversation, right? right. And then and then share it, right? Because you don't want to be reactionary, and you mm-hmm. don't want to. To go with, you know, feelings of anxiety or right. hurt or, you know, anger. Right. It's about responding. It's exactly. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes we need to kind of take a step back. You know, uh, among my best practices are breathing. You know, we need to learn how to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> breathe. <laughs> but but also, I, what, what, what particularly helps me is realizing that God loves that person as much as God loves me. And not just loves, but is crazy about them. 
may not be crazy about everything that we do, particularly when we don't do the right things, yeah. but they but God is very crazy about us. And so it would trouble me in order to really promote the dignity of this person being and this person uh this person's ability to to foster and mm-hmm. to reflect that image of God to to get into that space mm-hmm. where I say, "Well, God, you love them, so help me to see what you see." Mm-hmm. You know, and then that let me tell you that 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 saved a whole lot of relationships in my life. It really mm-hmm. did, yeah. and continues to do so. Uh, so that's one of my best practices. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we are moving into prayer. We talked about praying for enemies, mm-hmm. and you know, Sister Pat, you were talking about, and we were both talking about the fact that that is much needed in our world today given given all of the vitriol and divisiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any particular advice for praying for enemies that you could you could share with our listeners? What helps me is to really um, to pray for whatever is needed in their lives. I may not know what that is, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but God knows. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And to be very specific in terms of calling that person's name. Mm. Yes. And uh, praying for the well-being of that person. Amen. Amen. And what is it that they need Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to petition God for that? Yeah. That's, that's, I, I think that's all that there is. <laughs> I, I was gonna. I was actually gonna say to pray for, uh, pray for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. You know, pray that we are forgiven for holding some grudge against mm-hmm. the person uh, and not allowing the love to flow. Mm-hmm. Um, and and let let mercy mm-hmm. let mercy be the be a, be a conduit. But I I absolutely adore adore what you say praying for well-being for others who don't share that same kind of prayer for you mm-hmm. is one of the marks of true discipleship true christianity that it is not this action that we do simply because it's done to us but we actually set the standard we set we set the the the, the path going amen mm-hmm. amen um what are you thankful for this day One of the things that I'm always thankful for is being able to share with people about faith Mm -hmm. Um, and being able to um, help people to kind of find their, uh, not find their relationship, but maybe uh, deepen their relationship Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or uh, see where God is in their lives. Mm -hmm. So I really do enjoy that about what I what I do for my ministry, yeah. being able to to walk with people, yeah, I'm thankful for that. So basically, I'm thankful for my faith, amen, and being able to share that, amen. I'm I'm going to admit to you that I I'm setting you up for something okay. because I want to tell you <laughs> particularly what I'm thankful for. I am thankful for the sisters. Oh, I am thankful for the sisters. If it were not for the sisters, I would not be a priest. The sisters, I believe. The sisters of God have this innate ability um, to speak your to speak what God says, and 
that has been my experience ever since I've known a sister. Um, I always tell people, look out for them nuns because they know something. (laughs) And that is the truth. So I am so incredibly grateful for your ministry. I'm grateful for your life, your witness, your testimony, and your presence. And you have mine and I'm sure millions of others that can echo the same thing. So I'm very thankful for that. And thank you for teaching us how to pray for our enemies and not wring their necks to do anything that makes our mad bad. <laughs> we'll continue to do that together. Yes. Do you want to do an Our Father or a Hail Mary? Either. Uh, how about we do... Both. You know, we do, go ahead, sister. See, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> okay, so... Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Amen, Sister Pat. So I wanted to end our show by uh, offering uh, your contact information for any young woman who is interested in entering discernment. Uh, my, I can be reached at 614 614- Two one six seven six eight eight, or you may uh, look us up on the internet, Dominican Sisters of Peace, and that's www.oppeace.org. Oppeace, I love it. dot <laughs> org, I love it. Well, Sister Pat, thank you. Will thank you come back again? Certainly. See, excellent, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> Thanks again, and blessings on your ministry, and blessings and to the order. Thank you. Thank you. And sisters and brothers, we will return next week with another show at 9.30 in the morning on AM 920 WMNI. In the meantime, have a blessed week.